This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by Go Live Festival, 22nd and 23rd of July. I'm Ian Turner and my guests this week are Dylan Blundell and Will Cow of Chicks from Korea. But first, if you enjoy today's show, I'd love for you to subscribe. Head to gardenofsound.nz and right there on the front page are a host of subscription links to your favourite podcast providers. We're at the tail end of New Zealand Music Month, which means from June you should stop listening to and enjoying music until next May. What kind of world would that be when we've got the phenomenal talent of chicks from Korea to enjoy? They're a five-piece jazz combo who've been scooping up awards all across the country, bringing an accessible and occasionally pop-tinged sound to audiences and bars and malls and schools and anywhere that wants good music. They've got a tremendous opportunity to attend the National Youth Jazz Competition in Tauranga in a few weeks' time, but to get there, they need your financial support. So sit back, leave your troubles at the door, and listen to the tale of Chicks from Korea. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Chicks from Korea on Plains FM 96.9. And a very good afternoon to two chicks from Korea. And before anyone uh, considers that I'm being um, inappropriate or rude, Chick Korea, famous um, and now deceased jazz musician. And there is a five-piece jazz band in Christchurch called Chicks from Korea. And today uh, I have uh, Will Cow and Dylan Blundell or Blundell. Which do you prefer? Which is correct and proper? Technically, Blundell's correct, but like everyone just calls me Blundell. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, depending on uh, what sort of mood they're in. It is. Um, Will, who are we missing today? Who are the other the other three in the group? Um, the other three, we're missing Monet, mm-hmm. we're missing Jacob, and we're missing Dylan Jonkers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Will, you are keys and trombone? That's right. Fantastic. And Blundell... Uh, you were drums. Yes. Okay, that's cool. Um, Jonkers, bass, sketter, uh, vocals and saxophone. And Jacob is guitar. Will, you got a first memory of music? Where did it all kick off for you? I think my love for jazz actually came from really old cartoons. Okay. Like Tom and Jerry and all that old Mickey Mouse wah, kind of wah, stuff. Wah, wah, that kind of thing. All that yeah. stuff is so good. But um, doom, 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 sneaky, sneaky times. Kind yeah, of thing, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I remember going to my first uh, piano lesson and getting told that there was no H on the piano. <laughs> it went from A to G, was and like, that was so scary. Where are all the rest of the letters? Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? What about you, uh, um, Dylan? Yeah, I didn't always grow up in like a two musical household. Like my mum always played a bunch of eighties music. My dad's a bassist in a rock band, so yeah. I've come from a very rock background. Started playing when I was about eight, and it's out, out in Sumner, and there's no, not really a very big jazz program at my school or anything like that. So my love for jazz came just through being very immersed in the Burnside program mm. um, and just seeing 
you know, everyone else playing and just slowly falling in love with it through that. Do you remember any of those sort of 80s tunes that were being played around the house? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know them by name, but if they're on the radio, I'll know every word okay. and yep. I don't even know how. It's just seeped it literally to your, is. To your core. I tried text. to reject it, but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> It'll stand you in good stead one day. Who knows? What about your, um, what, um, what band was your dad in? Was it a covers band or was it Originals? Yeah, no, he, he was never in an, he's still in it today. It's called, it used to be called Bay's Watch. Okay. It's now called Bay Six. Okay. It's just six of the boys in a band jamming. They don't take it too seriously. It's just like for fun. It's not for yeah. the money or anything. Yeah, yeah. What about um, the rest of your family? Musical at all, Will? Not at all. No? No, no. Where does it my, come from? Some of my older family back in China, mm. they used to do like theatre. Okay. They performed on like really well-known um chinese shows oh wow okay tv shows yeah yeah yeah. and um a lot of that involved like singing or acting maybe from there who knows well i can appreciate my grandma was but mum and dad weren't really into it um so you guys met at burnside high school it was kind of before yeah um because you talked about school did you go to school in sumner yeah i went to sumner primary so i knew nobody going into burnside but we met through dylan jonkers okay and i think it was sort of when he was year eight and I was year nine, but it was mainly when he came in year nine. For long-time fans of Garden of Sound, at least, uh, I encountered Dylan, uh, and I think he was just out of Chisnellwood, and he was playing with a yep. group called Class Disruption. Disruption. Yeah. Here we go. As a young little person, his voice hadn't broken, uh, but you know, giving it his all and playing mean bass at the same time. So, so. So that was kind of like you got the three of you, and then what were what were you on the lookout for next? And was there a decision, conscious decision? We want to play jazz. No. Okay. Um. Yeah. Dylan's variant was rock. So we met, but we didn't meet from a musical point. Like yeah. we weren't playing together really. So yeah. when it comes to chicks, we actually just were the ones to start it. Yeah. But with yeah. Dylan, it's if we're including Dylan, that where it comes to us three, that's a separate rock band that oh, okay. we have. Okay. But and what's yeah. the name of that group? 3D House. 3D House. Yeah. Okay, I know you guys from Rockquest at yes. least. Okay. Yeah. Tiny Christchurch, Little Christchurch. Everyone knows everyone. Okay. So what was the um what was the next step? What was the um next step for you guys with Chicks from Korea? To actually create a set list that people would enjoy listening to. Mm-hmm. Which is the whole reason we include like modern pop songs okay. in our settlers, like Careless Whisper and modern sounding songs, which people might not know, but really groove to, mm. like um, Strasbourg St. Denise yeah. and Caravan, Spain from Czech Korea. Those mm. are all great songs to listen to. And yeah. as a audience member, I feel like it's not too difficult on the ears you can listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, love jazz. Okay. So great. Okay. Is there much take-up from uh, the general populace? I mean, uh, are all of your mates into jazz? Or is it are you guys kind of like the, the outcasts, as it were? It's kind of an exclusive sort of group. Yeah. Like, if, like there's a, it's just the SMP Jazz, and yeah. we're all friends, and um, not, obviously not everyone's in the band, but my, I know none of my other friends from school or from where I used to live are yeah. into jazz at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know about you. Do but you have to be Do you have to be a brainy person or a smart person to enjoy jazz? No, not at all. But I'd say, you know, if you 
like jazz is the music for musicians. So okay. typically, yeah. nice. if you're not into so, music, so where does classical sit? Is that kind of oh, like a similar? I don't like classical myself, being a predominantly drummer. I don't yeah. really fit into that yeah. <laughs> genre. What about you, Will? Where does classical music fall for you? For me, classical is like, yeah, it's okay. Mm. Like romantic era. Like, <laughs> yeah. Romantic era is like my favorite kind of okay. music, like Debussy, Claire, yeah, okay. Claire Lune kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, probably the, good studying music. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. 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 And, um, so all like that. A bit, bit of trance, really, or something in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But all that 20th century stuff where it's crazy, like Stravinsky. Yep. That, I feel like that really influences some of the crazy, like, jazz fusion that we listen to. Yeah. Where it's odd measures, and yeah. it's odd um, harmonies. Is it odd just trying to be odd, or is there kind of method in the in the madness? For those people that go, oh, I don't like jazz, it's a bit, it's a bit out there. A lot of people are quick to say they don't like jazz. Like, we've heard it a million times, oh, that's just the elevator music, it's yep. boring. <laughs> um, so... You know, there is that side to jazz, which is just, you know, like they they will hear a bossa and be like, oh, that's boring. But like you said, there's so much to it. There's yeah. so much more that people aren't exposed to mm. in an elevator. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. people aren't willing usually to. So we're saying elevators, those genres. elevators have given jazz a bad name, potentially. <laughs> they really have. I mean. You want some crazy stuff going on, there, don't you? <laughs> I'm sure it's just one song that's played in the elevator, but like, what about the instruction? So, have you been a drummer uh, all your life? Has, have you gone anywhere else? Yeah, I started drums when I was eight, and I was uh, on a walk with my dad, and I saw a poster advertising drum lessons. So I was like, oh, I'll start that off, and um, yeah, I was really excited. And it was a local drum teacher who was teaching guitar as well, yep. and uh, he actually got me playing left-handed, even though I'm right-handed like for writing so that's my little quirk i'm a left-handed drummer okay <laughs> yeah open-handed and i don't know if that was an accident or a choice okay so instead of so with the over. hi-hat being on the left yep. right hand drummers will cross their arms yep. over but i don't i just have it open and that caused a lot of difficulty later on having the right on the right but yeah that's that's my little drumming quirk um i did actually stop playing drums for a while I got a bit bored of it and I picked it up again before going back to school. And then since then I've endeavoured into piano a little bit, just self-taught. I've never had a lesson. I tried to get into producing a Mm -hmm. little bit uh, over these last couple of years. And that's just been a bit of a hobby. I haven't really taken it too seriously. Mm -hmm. Do you sing? Oh, no, I I don't want to say I'm a singer. I have Mm. sung in a choir. Uh, My school's... Maelstrom. Maelstrom was an amazing barbershop choir. We went to Young Singers in Harmony. Like We went to the Nationals, came, yep. like, came like 24th in the world or something. It was something That's awesome. Right. And um, But yeah, that, that was a great opportunity for me to like meet people. And So just, you've got good pitch? I don't have perfect pitch, but I've somehow developed relative pitch. Yep. Um, yep. Like... I know that's a D, and then mm-hmm. from there I can just do the intervals. Yeah, yeah. But, so I just like memorize a note. <laughs> yeah, if that's what you're meaning. But um, Will not only keys, but the trombone. So which came yeah. first, the the um, keys or the trombone? The keys actually came first. I started playing <gasps> keys at five years old, which is way too long because I should be way better if I was. How were your octaves at that age? My <laughs> octaves, they were terrible. Um. Yeah, it was really a struggle because... You couldn't get all the way to H, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, 
I remember one of my favorite pieces when I was younger um, was um, what's the part to the Caribbean song? I remember, yeah, I learned that, and yep. I felt I felt like a piano master. Yep, I had the octaves in the left hand. Yep, really stretching for those octaves, yep. and um, yeah, a lot of chords in the right hand. I yep. felt so great. Yeah. So when did the um, trombone come along and how did that sort of enter your hands? It was in intermediate school, actually. Um, my friend wanted me to join the jazz band, the Chisnerwood Intermediate Jazz Band mm. on piano mm -hmm. because that's all I knew how to play. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll give it a try because jazz was pretty cool to me. Yeah. Like, always in those like classical etudes books, yeah. you'd find one jazz piece, like the Boogie Woogie song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd yeah. always skip to that song because yeah. it was just really fun but um i remember joining the jazz band for the first time and one of my one of my good friends now he was also in a jazz band called hedemu crusado yep he is an absolute child prodigy yeah so there was no way i was competing because he played in or plays and played in class disruption as well yep yes yep okay and yep. um 3d house as and well 3d house okay um uh so you're not in 3d house Oh, I am. For you are. He's on you're trombone. Playing. You're playing trombone as <coughs> yeah. well. Right. And okay. bass. And Fantastic. bass. Oh, wow. On okay. the W in house. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And on um, one of the three Ds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. It completely makes sense now. Yeah. See, I don't need to do. I'm sort of, this is by proxy. I get to hear all about 3D house at the same time. So, um, as I've heard recently from um, uh, Black Wired out of um, Stack, their bassist, Tama. Uh, basically, he got given a, I think he got given a tuba or maybe it was bass or something because he was tall. I mean, was there any sort of uh, physical characteristic you needed to be a trombone player? No, as long as you're not small with small lungs, I guess. Yep. Yeah. You'll be able to blow and hold. Yeah. I guess. That's mm. a big thing. Famous trombonists out in the world that we may know. I mean, you know, you've got Armstrong who's on trumpet and <laughs> Kenny G on soprano, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. So trombonists... Um, who would we know? I have no clue. Maybe yeah. the locals, Scott Titoko. Okay. Yep. All those people. I uh, remember seeing Char them. Charlotte Crone. Yep. Um, I think it's time for some music as I warble needlessly. Um, and we're going to hear a track. I think you mentioned it before. Strasbourg Saint-Denis. And um, who has recorded this? Uh, Roy Hargrove. Okay. So tell me a bit more about him. He is a fantastic trumpet player. Yeah. Who is really jazz influenced. Yeah. He influences us quite mm. a bit actually. Yeah. With how we play on the kind of jazz pop kind of side to yep. pop really trying to like resemble kind of um relevance to our audience. Talking about the audience, um so you are making a conscious effort to to be inclusive by playing more I guess agreeable yeah, our <laughs> parents are always like, oh, you got to play some play more rock songs, play some more pop yep. songs. And yep. it's just, you know, like if we did a, if we were a pop cover band, probably, you know, to get the crowd a bit more involved. But we want to do that in a way where we're staying true to ourselves. Okay. Um, so do you jazz up the um, uh, the pop songs or the rock songs that you do? Always. Play? Yeah. Okay. That must be pretty cool. All right. Here we go. This is Strasbourg Saint-Denis.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Chicks from Korea on Plains FM 96.9. Um, I want to hear about uh, gigs, big gigs, that kind of thing that you guys have got along to. Uh, Dylan, have you seen anything? Yeah, so my <laughs> first big um, gig or performance was Macklemore, and I went and saw that when I was maybe like 10 or 11. Explain the concept of Macklemore. Right, he's a, he, he was a rapper, and okay. um, I, like, I wasn't super a big fan of him, but the fact that I was just going to see like... Something. Oh, yeah, and he was, I knew he was really famous and he yep. played in Horncastle Arena. It was so loud. It was awesome. I loved yep. it. Yeah. It was a great time. And um, so, yeah, that was my first big like performance and the energy in that was amazing. And live band or? No. It, oh, no, he or didn't have like, a live band. Or just a DJ. But he did have, I th- swear he had a DJ and he yeah. was dancing all around the stage. Yep. And yeah, that was awesome. What about local gigs? Um, I realise that you are not of drinking age. Um, I actually however, am of drinking age. Are you now? Um, <laughs> You're 18 now? I am just, but I, oh, I don't drink. But yeah, local gigs, um, ever since I started getting into the jazz scene, I started going to heaps of yeah. just little things. And I'll bring up the comedy club stuff. Mm. Um, there's this jazz jam, which you can actually, it's interactive, you can be part of it. Cool. There's like a core band which starts off the set and yep. they perform a few songs and then they'll get the audience members who've all brought their instruments to come up and make a band on the spot and play a chart or a standard yep. just on the spot. Amazing. And it, it's awesome. Like, where does that happen? Uh, it was, where was it? It's at Fat Eddie's now. Yep. And it's every two weeks on Tuesday. And the first one we went to all together was... Good Times. Good Times right? Comedy yeah. Club. Mm. And I didn't have a guardian, so I got kicked out. And then, <laughs> uh, But yeah. Very rockin'. Sorry. Very jazz. <laughs> Not Good Times. But yeah, other than that, uh, I've just been... I've gone, you know, to some fellow jazz musician stuff. So, yeah. you know... No, would I, would I be correct in saying that Fat Eddie's would be the jazz hub of Christchurch oh, currently? Of, yeah. I mean, yeah, Fat Eddie's is great. Like, yeah. it actually promotes jazz specifically. Yeah. And there are some yeah. places which are like, okay, yep, live music. Yep. But this is like jazz live music. Yeah. From memory, Pomeroy's were doing, this is pre-COVID, I think. They were doing sort of like Sunday sessions or something, you know. Yeah. With uh, trios and that kind of thing. Yeah. Every, every Tuesday... Um, once or twice a month, yeah, okay. they'd have all the RJS students. Yes, yeah, okay, that was the one. What about you, Will? What's your um, what's your first sort of big gig that you got along to? I don't know if this was a dream or if I actually <laughs> went, but it was so long ago. But there's this trumpet trombone player called um James Morrison. Oh yes, I, I know of him. Yeah, he's just outstanding, one of the best in the world. Yeah. probably. I remember just going to huge big bands like Roger Fox. Yep. All that kind of stuff with the yeah. screaming trumpets, yeah, raging like big band, crazy, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just like, yeah, it was amazing just listening to like huge big bands. What do you guys think of pop music? Guilty pleasure. Yeah, you you find you find something you can find something in it. It's the music that lets my ears rest. Okay, there's nothing too much to dig into when I'm listening to pop. Yeah, unlike jazz fusion. Where it's like harmony, 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 instrumentation. Yeah. But pop is just like, oh yeah, I can focus on um the producers. Okay. Side of things. Yep. Yep. Where yeah. it's nothing to do with like the theory. Yeah. But it's to do with how the song sounds. Yep. And it's produced the panning. Yep. And yeah, all that and stuff. And stacking and all that kind of yeah kind of thing. Yeah. I'm sort of thing. similar. Yeah. Like yeah. when I listen to any rap, I'll focus on the sound engineering and some pop music. 
I kind of will try use it as a bit of practice for like my chord, like yep. know, knowing what the chords are yep. or something. Like I, I enjoy pop music. Like I'll let, turn it up in the radio. Yeah, I won't go out of my way to listen to it. Yeah, um, you know. And, but there are certain elements of pop music which are great, and it's mainly like them paired with jazz harmony is what I find is a great uh, equilibrium there. Oh, fantastic. Um, okay, so let's talk about um, first performance at least or initial performances for Chicks from Korea. So um, uh, somehow, however the story goes, you've managed to uh, recruit a female vocalist um, who you'd seen perform. Uh, was it at a school event or something along yep. those lines? Okay, so uh, Monet uh, joins the fold, as it were, and I think... Uh, Jacob before or after This that? was pre-Jacob. Okay. Yep. And then Jacob comes along. He came you... along a few couple months, three months later. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're a five piece at that point. Yes. Yep. And we've stayed that. So what was the first what was the first gig outside of high school? We played at Fox and <laughs> Ferret in okay. the Palms. Yeah. Will got that gig for us. Yeah. yeah I did. And we were stoked. How did you get the gig? Just walked up to the manager and was That's like hey, I've awesome. Got... Yeah, we're awesome. Nah. <laughs> Gotta pick yourself up. <laughs> I was like, hey, I've got this um this jazz band who's um upcoming, I guess. Did you have cigar in hand? Hey, I got this jazz band. Yeah. yeah they're gonna yeah. go places. Yeah, yeah. Like Miles Davis. They're gonna bring a crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um okay, so you get the gig. Paid gig? Yep. Yep, fantastic. That's super good. Crowd? Anyone there? There actually was. Okay. Like, it was it was a fairly busy day but yeah. like, we attract our own family and a few yeah. friends like since it was the opening gig yeah it was yeah. fairly decent crowd. good time and how did it go i can't remember it was, okay it was good like we were happy we'd done only a couple rehearsals okay and long how many numbers did you play or how long did you play for oh, two hours two, two hours how have you found your uh, gig stamina i could go for ages there yeah, you go so could i i mean yeah. i'm not really Having to use my lungs or anything, so yeah. I don't guess that too quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, does um, Monet use the saxophone as an opportunity to just have a have a rest, or does that sort of? I think so. We will have like her switching every yep. song almost. You know, yep. there won't be more than three of yep one thing in a row. Yeah. yeah. What's probably the what's the biggest gig you guys have done? Because you've been playing around a couple of pubs very recently. We have been to Fat Eddie's, yeah. but that wasn't our best gig. That Why was, was that? It was deserted. It was a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. That was the biggest name. Yes. Yep. But our biggest gig, like the most people that were actually there. I mean the piano. Yeah. Technically, that was our biggest gig just because it was a full audience. This is gig at the piano. And what was that build? Was, were you with a number of other groups or just yourselves? I think the whole... Um, Charity event was run by Soul, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, that's Monet's like vocal vocal music tutor academy. academy thing. Yep. Yep. And they get lots of opportunities for her and hence yep. us. We are going to hear more about your performing experience because we're going to talk about some of the um, uh, live recordings you've done uh, at least. Uh, but we're going to hear another track. Obviously, you guys are chicks from. Have you had any backlash being chicks from? A few Korea? people have been like, "Well, there's yep. no." Korean girls in your band. Um, <laughs> we have to just remind them it's Korea with a C. Yeah. Okay. And remind them that I'm not Korean. Okay. Yeah. There we or go. a female. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, chicks from Korea, 
after Chick Corea. Uh, either of you, how important was Chick Corea to jazz? He was the Very turning point. After Chick Corea came a whole new genre, basically, mm-hmm. of fusion. One of the pioneers of fusion. Yeah. And we've taken that and just, you know, done what we've done with it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's probably, obviously, why we've named ourselves after him. Yeah. yeah. Um, if not, like, one of the, if not the biggest influence for our band. Yeah. Because um, we love fusion, obviously, coming from a whole bunch of different musical backgrounds, incorporating yeah. a whole bunch of different aspects of music into yeah. jazz as the primary genre is awesome for us to do. And someone who's done that is Chick Corea. Chick Corea. Okay, yeah. the track we're going to play is Spain. Um and from what I've seen of you guys playing this live, you do an amazing version. Um, how well does Spain go down? Typically, it's pretty smooth. Yeah. yeah. We've had a few <laughs> times where <laughs> we once performed it live and we were all spaced out around the stage just because of the way everything yep. was set up and we yep. couldn't see and communicate. Ah, and it, tough. It was, yeah. It's good enough to perform on what now. So. And how was that experience? I totally forgot about that. Short. I tell you what, we're going to come back and uh, talk about your experience on live national television. This is Chick Corea with Spain.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Chicks from Korea on Plains FM 96.9. Rock your winter with Go Live, Christchurch's Winter Music Festival, Friday, July 22nd and Saturday 23rd at the Christchurch Town Hall. Over 18 artists, live across two nights on five stages. Get your tickets now at premier.ticketech.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Chicks from Korea, specifically Dylan and Will on Plains FM 96.9. Just before Spain, you mentioned what now? How did that come about? Another gig through Monet. Yeah. She performed, oh, you performed on that as well. Yeah, I did. The very first one was with this, I don't know much about it, Will will know more, but it was a big ass band Mm. organised through Monet. Yeah. The first time that I went on with her was her second time on what now? Yep. We created this band called Dominant Seven because there were seven members in the band. So cheesy, I know. but um, Just a little, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it could have been the major seven, but anyway. <laughs> very nice. Um, I actually played congas for that. Oh, cool. Yeah, congas. Okay. And um, like did a trombone. Only congas? Oh, okay. Had a trombone solo. Yeah, it's a good mix. Yeah. yeah from, you can take that on the road. Yeah, percussionists always get good money. Yeah. From that, they just wanted me and Monet back. Yep. And um, we brought Chicks along this yep. time. Yep. To perform Spain. Yeah. Czech Korea special. Did um, uh, did the great unwashed, at least in the audience, understand it, or did they just go, "Oh, you guys are good"? What was the What was the reaction? I think there was some pretty high expectations, having had Monet being the front person of a band before. They probably knew like sort of what to expect. Yeah. We had a great time. We all dressed up in tutus. Oh, yeah. Oh, why tutus? Yeah, I don't, why? I don't know. There was no real reason. Did let's put them in like tutus. tutus. <laughs> That's just nuts. I honestly couldn't tell you why we did that. That sounds like a costume department on... Well, yeah, on we're that, just trying to be quirky for the, for the children <laughs> watching, I guess. I yeah. <laughs> How have the gigs been um, recently? Because I know that um, you played Sumner and you've also played at the Grand Hotel in Akaroa. How was that... Uh, how was that gig? There was, it was a bit of a turning point for us because there mm. was just some like band communication like during songs just not really there and we were sort of playing for a bit too long and stuff but we, yeah. we, we talked about it and we sorted it out and we actually had the gig the next day which mm. was much better. Amazing. Yeah. But, um, Do you think the audience would have noticed? No, the, our parents say that they never know. Yeah. yeah. Like they can never tell but. Like it just feels off some days. Yep. And then it felt really good on the Clink gig, and then we all got COVID at that gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. How has COVID affected you generally throughout your your music life? COVID's taken away a lot of opportunities. Uh, Burnside High School big band usually goes on a big jazz tour yep. around the Southern Island, mm. and we haven't been able to do that for three years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It sucks. This being my last year of high school was a real bummer just watching each event and trip get cancelled and cancelled, cancelled, cancelled. Mm. Yeah. But that's why we are making the most of it with our own gigs. So maybe if we were doing all this other stuff with school, we wouldn't be able to put so much effort into our own stuff. That is a really good way to look at it. We're about to hear uh, some music that was recorded live and we're going to kick off with Autumn Leaves. Um, That's a standard. Yes. Just I'd say that's one of the, the most well-known. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys like about the track? Is it easy to play? I like what we did with it. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's, I mean, there's a million different versions, but we, ours is quite, you know, upbeat and we've got some cool 
hits in there and a little bit of a like field change and stuff. Yeah. And we do that with most songs. We just make them our own. Yeah. But um, that piece in particular is one where our vocalist gets to actually um, do a vocal solo. And that's always nice to hear. It's yeah. really cool. What about recording? Why is there no recorded material for you guys, actual studio recordings? Is it the cash? Is it the time? It kind of is the time. Like mm. We've always been like, oh, yeah, let's write an album. Um, I, yeah. We've never really considered doing a cover album. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's something we definitely could do. We have yeah. enough material. But yeah. we just all have so many commitments. Like composing mm-hmm. has not always been our top priority. Mm-hmm. That's not to say we haven't. Um, recently, we have started composing, actually, because for two competitions, including the one which we are currently fundraising for, mm-hmm. um, it requires an original composition. Yeah. And so we've tried to get together and get some ideas. And we will talk about your fundraising endeavours in the next section of the show. Uh, but first, this is Chicks from Korea with a live version of Autumn Leaves. The autumn leaves Just by my window Red and gold I see your lips The summer kisses The summer hands But since you Oh, my God. 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Chicks from Korea on Plains FM 96.9. We just heard a brilliant rendition live uh, of Autumn Leaves um, from you guys. Also, prior to that track, Dylan, uh, you were talking about an event which you are currently fundraising for, and I believe it's happening in the North Island. Am I correct? Yes. We are traveling up to Tarawif for the National Youth Jazz Competition. Have you guys been to it before? No. No? Okay, so it's a first-time outing. What would success in this competition mean to to your school and possibly to Christchurch? I guess all competitions for us mean that we can have a label. Yep. With, with Jazz Quest, with Southern Jam. Yep. We win all these awards so that we can go out and show people that we have made these successes, mm-hmm. which in turn means that we seem more professional as Mm -hmm. young musicians because young musicians we are kind of seen as like oh they're trying to make a living they're trying to they're not too great but they're trying to like do the business aspect of things Mm -hmm. but with all these awards and also with Tauranga yeah if we do get a lot of awards which is pretty great yeah it could mean for chicks that we have a higher reputation Uh uh-huh and we are shown as um, more professional, which could help with gigs. And mm. We're always overlooked as young musicians, yeah. um, and that's been one of the most difficult things. But just going off that, I reckon there's also a really nice social aspect to all these competitions. Yeah. So with Southern Jam, when we went up to Blenheim, yep. not only did we compete and end up winning that competition, we also made some pretty cool friends yeah. along the way and I know this you know your typical cliche <laughs> I made some friends along the way but we yeah. actually did yeah. and there's some great musicians from all over the South Island who we now have connections with Fantastic. and you know that's what this is all about that's what music is about um, yeah. knowing people and making art with them and so I think that's awesome and I'm looking forward to getting to know some North Island people mm. you know the more we can expand our connections and the people we know the more that's going to help out in the future so it's it's good for you guys it's good for the genre uh and it's also i guess uh good to fly the flag for music and yeah in christchurch um now there's a considerable amount um but it's not unachievable we're talking about five grand i guess we're sort of looking thereabouts um yeah. costs a significant chunk of money to um uh to get up there sort of what kind of stuff have you guys been doing to to raise money thus far well, we've started out with increasing the amount of busking we've yep. been doing. Yep. So gigs is pretty standard for us, but we thought, okay, let's um, let the public decide how much we make. And yep. so we've started going around Riverside Market. has been a really great opportunity for us. Yep. And we've also been increasing the amount of gigs. I've been, you know, we've all been working really hard. Um, I'm using my 18-ness to get, um, go into bars yep. now and actually talk to people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's the musical side of things. And then additionally, we are trying to raffle off some goodies to the public um, and try try make some money that way. Fantastic. Um, at the end of uh, this interview, uh, we will give a web address where you will be able to donate. I mean, it's quite easy, really, if you're thinking about this. 100 people giving 50 bucks each. That's not not too hard, and that's to see jazz uh, music in Christchurch and nationally uh, reach a new audience. Um, 
Guys, we've got time for one more song from you, and it's going to be another uh, live version until we can actually get you in the studio and get you something <laughs> something awesome recorded. And it's, it's Caravan. Tell me, I'm not familiar uh, with Caravan. Tell me about the track. Caravan was a um, classic jazz standard by Duke Ellington, I'm pretty sure, which goes way back, way back. Dylan Jonkers, and I'm pretty sure Dylan Blundell as well, uh, recently saw on YouTube this um, version by Avishai Cohen, mm. who is a great bass player, who performs the piece in 9-4. Okay. What, so, what is it normally in? It is in 4-4. Um, yeah. Right? It's very bass-focused. Yeah. And yeah. it's got this awesome, funky bass line. Yep. Um, and I think Dylan, Dylan Jonk has, was the one to bring it up. I think he did it in another group. Yeah. Um, maybe with school. I can't remember... I think, yeah, that's how he kind of came to know it. I'm not sure how he discovered it, but um, I just loved it. And that's how we, you know, decided, yeah, that's the one we're going to do. In terms of sharing the love, I'm just wondering, should we play that version instead of your version? Sure. Yeah, of course. We can yeah. do that. Nice one, because I would absolutely love to hear it, and I'm sure the listeners would too. Will, Dylan, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on garden of sound um and i absolutely wish you um all the best with your fundraising efforts thank you, thank you very much Thank you. 
Thanks for joining me today on Garden of Sound and thanks to Will and Dylan for coming to talk about what chicks from Korea are up to. You can help them get to Tauranga for the National Youth Jazz Competition by heading to their Give a Little page and searching for Love for Jazz Music or head to gardenofsound.nz right now and click on their photo to get to the Give a Little link. I'm Ian Turner and this has been Garden of Sound brought to you by Go Live Festival. Until next time, keep well Keep listening and keep playing. Enohura. No